Welcome back to uh, MVP Real Estate Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. Uh, we've got Jennifer here, uh, another Canadian resident on the podcast. I think you're like the fourth or fifth we've got from Canada. That's awesome. um, interested to learn about what you do in your little market, um, where you're located, all the things about you and your real estate business. Um, so thanks for taking the time out to come talk to us and talk to the audience. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to talk to you today. And that's awesome that you got more Canadians on the show. That's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. We've had a, we've had a broker on a couple of times. We've had a lender. We've had a real estate investor. An interior designer. Interior design. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And a couple agents, a couple agents. One was in Toronto just doing condos, I believe. Okay. Because uh, condos, from what I've heard from the broker and the agent, are like the thing to buy if you're in the city of Toronto. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Houses are retarded, but yes, condos are the thing to buy for sure. Yeah. So they were both kind of niched into condos and they're going over some of the sale prices of those things. And those are escalating quickly. It's insane. <laughs> it's completely insane. Not as bad as house prices, but condo prices are still like ridiculous. Yeah. In, in Toronto, what part of Canada? What part of Canada are you in? So I'm in Ontario as well, but I'm in Northern Ontario. I live in Timmins, Ontario, and I'm about seven hours drive north of Toronto. So I'm in, okay. I'm up north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the market here is very different. Um, house prices here are, I mean, they've been going up like crazy in the last little while, but they're still very, very, very reasonable. Okay. So you're yeah. more of a rural market than. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's super cool. Um, well, let's get into your background. I guess that'll answer a lot of my questions that I have. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do currently and what led you to the position you're in in the market that you kind of gravitated towards. Okay. Well, um, I'm actually a feng shui consultant. I'm an interior decorator and I'm a certified home stager as well. Um, very do, important. Yes, very, very important. important. <laughs> yes. Um, the most important, I think, part of my job right now is, or the biggest part of it anyway, is the feng shui piece. A lot of people are coming to me for specifically for the feng shui part of things. And I've partnered with um, designers and contractors and stuff on projects in the past as well. What I like about doing the feng shui is not only can I do it in person, but I can do it online. I can do it virtually. So I'm looking at home floor plans and I'm helping people align the energy in their spaces. And I've worked with people from literally all over the world. So that's the idea that I like about my business because it's a lot more flexible that mm -hmm. I can work with people from anywhere, but really working with the designers and working with the contractors and even working with real estate agents sometimes, because people have this idea in their head of they want to find the perfect house. Right. So they want to make sure that it's got the right energy around it. And um, so I've worked a little bit with um, a couple of real estate agents as well to help people do that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah the home staging is definitely um, a need. And I didn't notice how big of a need it was until I started to dabble a little bit in the commercial space. And that's really where I saw it, where people would walk into, let's say, an office suite that they wanted to rent. And they just couldn't see the end game. They couldn't see what it would be when it's done. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't change the floor plan at all, but just put in some furniture or put in um, like colored the walls or change the carpet, they could then see like what 
the space is going to look like when they occupy it, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And, so many people can't see the big picture. Right. Yeah. And then when you go into the residential space, people are like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I'm seeing like, well, that's not really going to be an issue when you have your couch there and your couch is going to fit. So it's, it's like the little things of trying to like spatial recognition of the space and how it's going to flow and how it's going to go. And I mean, people don't walk through homes every day, so they only do it once every few years, if not just one time where they buy their forever home. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so it. it. It does take some practice. So Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I do, um, even though I am a certified home stager and, home, and interior decorator, I do still do that. The majority of my business right now is on the feng shui part of things. Um, but it ties in with that. Like feng shui is not interior design, but mm-hmm. good design is good feng shui. So we kind of work together in making sure that energy flow works really well in a space. I feel like the yeah. whole feng shui thing has gotten really popular in the last like two years too. Yeah, and there are different schools of it. So, um, you know, a lot of times people will look at the internet and they're looking at like different feng shui cures and all this kind of stuff, but it can be really overwhelming and confusing, Mm -hmm. but that's because there's different schools of feng shui. So I'm certified in what's called BTB feng shui, but there's classical feng shui and flying star feng shui, which I'm also familiar with. I'm just not certified in. Um, But if you look at it online, they're very similar. They use the same concepts, but they have different approaches. So it can get really overwhelming for somebody who's not familiar with it, but people are looking to emphasize the energy in their house. Mm -hmm. You know, people are still looking for that. They're like, oh, I really want to change up the energy. There's something not quite right in my home and I want to shift it. And then they go online and then they get overwhelmed because they're like, oh, I don't even know where to start, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Right. Um, What are the big differences between the three subsects that you just talked about? Because I didn't know there was divisions within it. I had no idea either. Yeah, yeah. So feng shui is, um, you'll often hear if you're searching on the internet, you'll often hear people um, refer to it as the ancient uh, Chinese uh, practice of placement. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. It's more about... um, harnessing the energy that's around you and bringing in more positive flow as well as mitigating the negative energies that are in the space. So when I use, so I'm certified in B2B feng shui, all sectors uh, or all schools of feng shui will use something called a bagua map. And we use that map to place it over top of the floor plan of your house. And we are able to define what areas of your home represent different areas of your life. And then we can elevate the energy in that space, depending on what your life goals are. Um, When you go with classical feng shui, they do actually like proper actual directions. So you stand in the middle of your house and you take a compass reading of your home and you look at the facing direction of your house. With B2B feng shui, we have what's called assigned directions. So our Bagua map sits on top of the floor plan of your house, but your north is always your front, the front of your house. So okay. position things that way. Yeah. That and it doesn't sense. matter where like the front door is. Exactly. You're orientating your house north. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And that's because the energy from the North Pole. It makes a difference. That- Yeah. So what we do is when we do our assigned directions, it helps you to line up the map a little bit easier with your floor plan. So your front door is going to fall into one of three areas that are what are called life guas. They're life areas. And your front door is going to fall into one of those three spaces. I'm trying to to think of my house. I think my north is like the backyard. 
Okay. So I think okay, my so house is back. Your house space is south. I I believe so. Yes. Okay, that's a good thing. Is it? Yeah. I didn't even know I did that, but good job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, that direction, my house. <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about it. I've never yeah. thought about it. Yeah. Uh, that's super super interesting that there's different divisions within it, yeah. and you just got certified in one. Yeah. Do you do you find that? Did you pick that one because you felt like that was the the best one? Was it more of a catch-all? What made you go into that specific realm? So that one to me just made the most sense, but now I'm working on um, furthering my education in feng shui. So I'm kind of looking at um, getting my master certification in classical feng shui as well. Um, just because I feel like B2B feng shui is really easy to understand. It's easy to explain um the classical feng shui has a lot more components to it so that's what i'm looking at kind of getting more education in to help people just so that i can explain it better to people you know i understand it but it, i want to be able to get a better deeper understanding of how i can explain it to people mm -hmm. yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah it, and it's not necessarily the objects that are going in that you're placing it's the orientation of how you're placing them. Is that, did I hear you correctly on that one? Yeah, exactly. So the idea is that when you come in your front door, you want that, uh, the energy is called chi. So you want the chi to come to your front door and you want it to be able to flow smoothly throughout your home and around your property. Um, there are lots of times that people will find that I find when I go to do a consultation that the energy actually gets stuck. Um, sometimes it gets stuck right at the front door because there's so much crap there. You, it can't get in the house. Um, sometimes, you know, a lot of, a lot of houses now they're built with um like funny shapes they're odd layouts the floor plans are different that so there's actually yeah. part of their plan is actually there's an area of the map that's missing so we need to figure out how to elevate the energy in that space because i've seen l-shaped houses i've seen houses with courtyards in the middle like i've seen all sorts of them so interesting mm -hmm. and like interesting. Is there a component that like you deal with like color as well? Or? Yes. Yeah. Color is a huge part of feng shui. Huge part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are some bad colors? I'm going to check <laughs> off my house. <laughs> okay, so, I was going to okay. ask what good colors were, but Marcus just goes. Through <laughs> he went the other way. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure I don't have any bad colors because then my week gets busy just repainting. Okay, so there's not necessarily any good or bad colors. It's depending on where you're using them. So um what we do in feng shui is we're trying to balance out the five elements of nature so we're balancing out the elements of wood water metal fire and earth and the, each of those elements is represented by different colors so in the um like i said in the bagua map there's nine areas in the map and those nine areas represent your life and different areas of your life so for example your career area is represented by the water element so in that area of your house, we want to bring in like color black or dark blue or something like that. But it's also supported by the metal element. So you can bring in silver and gold and bronze and that kind of stuff into that area as well. Whereas okay. like fame and reputation area is a fire energy. So that's when you're bringing in the bright uh, orange and red and vibrant colors into that space. So there's and then there, there's the metal energy, which is part of your uh, helpful people area. And it's also part of the creativity area. Your earth element is, um, it can be colors like 
yellow or terracotta or stone, you know, that kind of thing. And I just learned a new color. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome to interior decorating. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, there's three different areas on the map that represent your earth element. Um, and then there's the wood element that you use things like um, greens and dark browns and that kind of stuff. Your wealth area is your um, represents your prosperity and your abundance. So a good color for that area is also purple. Really? Purple. Yeah, yeah. purple is the color of luxury. Yeah, that's true. I, I that is that. true. I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that. That's my husband's favorite color. Perfect. We'll oh. put that in the wealth area of your house. <laughs> that's going to be our whole house then. I'll paint our whole house then. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that might be a little much, but you know. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, well, we have a lilac tree out front, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's a perfect. That's perfect. A, the lilac tree is actually a remembrance of my mom. So when oh, I oh awesome when I was growing up, we had lilac trees all in our backyard, and so it just makes me feel like home. So when she passed away, I got a lilac tree in memory of her. So that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that's good energy. <laughs> Very good, because my front door is all jacked up. So I have like this front door entryway but it's on the side and then you go in and then you go into the house it's very very weird I've seen some interesting floor plans and you know what because I work with people from all over the world I've seen different floor plans from like how people are building their houses in different countries it's really neat um I actually worked with a lady who lived in an apartment in South Africa so mm -hmm. that was an interesting like concept of how hers was laid out um, I have a, a client who sent me a floor plan. She lives in Scotland and her houses are really funny, like weird. We had some interesting layout plans with that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Do you, so if somebody goes and does like a renovation on their house, yep. do you like then go back and redo their yep. feng shui plan? Okay. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Because your house there's energy around the um time of when your house was built when it was completed so if you do a major renovation on your home that's going to shift the energy in the space so we go in and we re redo the whole consultation again that's incredible wow it's a lot of work how long does it normally take you to do like a feng shui consultation depends on the size of the property depends on the people i have a couple of different um packages available that i work with people on um, if I'm just doing a virtual consultation and somebody sends me their floor plan, I do my own little, you know, decisions and stuff and I give them the report and everything like ahead of time. But then when we're on a Zoom call together, our call together is usually a couple of hours. And wow. then I walk them through their, their house and walk them through each area and the different things that they need to implement or need to remove or that kind of thing. But I also do have a three month um, package that I have people work with me on as well. Wow. What are some of the big things that you've seen or like what are some, some, some of the common things that you've seen? So the biggest things that people come to me with um, in terms of their goals and trying to figure out where the energy is wrong in their house is with their health, with their money and with their relationships. Those are the biggest things that people come to me with. I can relationship thing for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I see so much of it. So a lot of the biggest thing I see with people is that um, their bed and their desk is not positioned properly. So if you have a home office, you want to make sure that your desk is what's facing what's called the command position. You want to make sure that you have a solid wall behind you, that there's no door behind you, that you're like facing the, the room. 
the same thing with your bedroom. You want to make sure that your headboard is up against a solid wall. Make sure you're not in line with the door. So that's going to affect your overall health and your uh, relationships if you're married. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, like not in line with the door as far as like... You can see the door. You want to be able to see the door, but not directly in line with the door. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Interesting. I nailed that one. My oh, house- good. That one I'm fine with. <laughs> The desk one, the desk one has me thinking because there was, I couldn't figure out a good way to put it. I didn't want to put it, uh, what would it be? It'd be facing west. So I would have no visual of the door. I'd be facing a wall and no wall behind me. So right now I've got it with the wall behind me facing the door, which is south. Okay, that should be okay. It doesn't even matter what direction you're facing. It's just more about having it in the command position so that you can have a solid wall behind you that you can see who's coming in. Oh. Yeah, and that was my big thing. I wanted to make sure I could see the door. Yeah, because I've had so many people have their desks up against a wall. That happens often. A lot of times people, just for, you know, space-saving measures, they'll put their desk up against the wall, but then they feel really unsettled. So once we get it turned around and put into a different position, they're like, oh, that feels better. I'm like, see? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. My house is so small that like, I don't really have a choice where my furniture goes. Like I'm looking around, I'm like, yeah, no, it has to go there. It can't go there. Yeah, and I get it. My house is really small right now, too. So I live in Timmins now. I was living in southern Ontario near Toronto, but I moved back up north um, about two years ago, about a year and a half ago to take care of my mom. My mom has dementia. So I moved back up here to take care of my mom. So when I came up here, I didn't really want to buy a house because I thought, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So I'm renting right now and it's, it's tiny. <laughs> it's tiny. So you got to you got to get creative. Yeah, I have seven. I would like to see. I would like to see the show Jennifer versus the tiny home oh. and see what you could do with these small compact. Cause those are getting so big now too. Yes, absolutely. And it's so funny because I watch these videos on YouTube of like people with these tiny houses. And I often want to say, okay, let me in there as you're building it. <laughs> like, let me in there as you're designing it. That would. Do you do. do yeah. I was going to say, do you do any consultations like mid project or mid build? Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, I've had it happen. So I feel like that would be the easiest way of like, all right, they're trying to do the floor plan and then you can step in and be like, here are gonna be some problem areas. Yeah, I often like to do it right from the get go. So if somebody is like building a new property, uh, building a new home, or if they're doing a massive renovation or something, or if they're doing an addition or something like that, I like to see the floor plan right from the beginning before they even start putting up walls just so that I can help give them a better guideline of what spaces would work really well in certain areas. So interesting. That's awesome. How, yeah. so did you, when you, when you graduated college, did you like go straight into this or did you, no. what was, your I had, um, I had another career. <laughs> I was, um, I was working in the retail industry and I ended up moving up very quickly in my career. And I was at a point where I was a scene in senior management. I was um, a regional director with one of our companies and one of our stores. And um, I was doing very well in my career. I can honestly say I probably in that job probably did thousands of store layouts, like thousands of them. I was going to say that's got to have some practice in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it really, it was one of those things that I realized I was really good at and I enjoyed doing it. Um, but ultimately I ended up leaving my career at 
really the height of my career because I suddenly started having anxiety and panic attacks really bad and I'd never had them before and I didn't know what the heck was wrong with me. So I ended up leaving and then I had to try and figure out what exactly I wanted to do with my life because I thought my job was the problem. Turns out it wasn't my job. Turns out I was just overwhelmed with everything. Um, My oldest son has a chronic condition. He has Crohn's disease and he'd been diagnosed when he was nine. So you know, taking care of him, um, traveling all the time for work, taking care of my other two kids and the house and everything else, my brain just went, um, and we were in the middle of renovations too at the time. So, you know, just to add to it. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just, it kind of, my brain exploded on me. (laughs) Um, but then I was like, Hey, now what do I do? And I can remember one day sitting on the couch, I was feeling very sorry for myself, you know, just not, looking very great I'm sitting there with you know dirty dishes piled all over the place and like boxes of Kleenex everywhere because I'm bawling my eyes out and I was online and I just got this desperation mode of like I need to figure out what to do I need to find something to make me feel better what the hell's wrong with me so I was searching stuff on my tablet and I accidentally came across this thing called feng shui and I didn't even know how to pronounce it I was like what the hell is feng shui what is this so The more I read, the more confused I got. But at the same time, I also got this message that it needed to be, you needed to surround yourself with a positive flow of energy. And I went, wait a second. So I'm looking around where I'm sitting and I'm going, this is not a positive flow of energy. (laughs) Okay, we need to start changing this. So that's actually where it started. And then from there, I started learning more about it and then decided I wanted to get actually certified in it. Wow. That's a great story. I mean, because I've been there. I've been exactly where you were, anxiety attacks, overwhelm, and sitting there thinking, what the, what the heck am I going to do? And that's how I got into marketing and working with Marcus and yep. all that stuff. But yeah, it is really one of those things that, like I said, kind of fell into my lap, but ultimately it saved me mm-hmm. because Otherwise, I don't know what else I'd be doing. I mean, it's just something that I've completely fallen in love with, but it started that shift in my brain and in my energy that I was surrounding myself with. And the more I learned about it, the more I knew how to elevate the energy in certain areas of my home to like really improve my health. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, ultimately it, it saved me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so funny. So it's cool that it's, it piggybacks off of where you've already put your time and energy. I mean. The amount of science that goes into floor plans and retail is Unreal. crazy. Unreal. It's crazy. So yeah. you already have years and years of knowledge of that. And then you yeah. can transfer that into more of the residential home spaces. Yeah. Um, and now that's becoming more and more because we're doing, uh, we've kind of transformed into doing like new builds through this last COVID stretch. So dealing a lot with architects and, how floor plans are going to flow. And okay, when you walk in the door, what's the first thing you want to see? And I'm like, when I started, I was like, I don't know the house. Like when you walk <laughs> in, you just want to see the rest of the house. Yeah. And now it's becoming like the chain of, all right, this room should flow into this room and should flow into that room. And you should have options here. And um, yeah, thank God for architects and interior designers and feng shui and all of that. Cause that is a science. We may not be able to write it in numbers, with equations but there's a science to it oh absolutely and I always say that you know what feng shui is not woo woo crazy stuff it's science it really is and people have to understand that that is actually it's it's a real thing you know and I think a lot of people watching this can say there's a part of their home or a room in their home that doesn't get used or doesn't get I'm going to call it the energy like my basement 
shut off. Really? Like no one utilizes the basement. Okay. It stops at, we have a little uh, drop down landing yep. and then you can go down to the basement and above it is the mud room. Mud room and up, everybody uses every, every room. The okay. basement, maybe twice a month. Really? There's no one uses it. And I cannot figure out why no one wants to use the basement. No one does. Well, maybe I can come in and show you how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's got it. There's got to be an energy something that's yeah. it because it's all done. It's finished. Okay. I use so it for laundry and that's about it. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I yeah, would definitely. Kill for a basement, Marcus. Kill. I have no. What is that? that? I would kill for a basement. Kill. <laughs> I, I, and that's why I finished it. I was yeah. like, okay, let's finish the basement. And now you we know, and your it. basement is the um, it's the foundation of your house. So think of it as um, when your house has different levels, your basement is the foundation of your house, but it also represents the foundation of your life. Because if you're sitting there, if you're living on the main floor, for the most part, your basement is representative of your foundation. And if you don't feel yep. solid and stable, then it's going to affect every other area of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to need to do a remote feng shui session to find out why the that. basement's not getting utilized i can totally do that <laughs> that's gonna because it's i'm i've tried switching things up i've tried cleaning it i've tried uh i was told like vinegar helps clear energy so Sometimes. i tried vinegar um i i because we actually had someone early on in our shows uh who was local here that did energy and reiki and all that stuff and i had her come through once um and it, it helped for a little bit. It seemed brighter down there. And then it just went right back to where it was. Okay. So. Okay. No, I'd like to take a look at the floor plan and kind of give you an idea of maybe where the energy is stuck. Yeah, it'd be, I'm curious on it because I can't figure it out. <laughs> it might not even be the actual basement. It might be coming down the stairs to the basement. Weird. Oh, I guess that could be it. Mm -hmm. There's so. Yeah. Interesting much information here like my brain is going over time right now <laughs> i could talk for days about this let me tell you <laughs> wow um i just totally lost my train of thought <laughs> and it might be that there's nothing i don't have like furniture in that middle area because now i'm walking myself up i've got the lockers but that's about it okay and then it's basically like dog bowl and then you go downstairs dog oh, okay <laughs> that's about it well so it it's not a very utilized the energy's space. flowing yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything in relation to what's inside the home, how that's organized, kind of what we've talked about, and then the layout of the actual like yard or where you're orientated in the neighborhood or something like that? Does that play into yeah. how things situated in the house? Not just like the direction north south, but the flow in how general. you position. Yeah. 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 That makes a big difference. So um, depending on what kind of street you live on. Um, that's going to make a difference. Um, let's say you live on um, like a dead end or like a cul-de-sac or something, and you're that house that's right at the very end of the cul-de-sac that's like facing everything. That's going to be some like rushing energy that we need to address. Um, if you're living on a house on a street where it comes to a T-junction um, and your house is facing that oncoming street, that energy is going to affect the energy coming into your house as well. Um, so we take a look at the bigger picture as opposed to just what's in each room. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll use like, sometimes, um, sometimes people just want me to do the map on their house and I'm okay with that. In fact, most of the time, that's just what I do is on their house, but their yard, 
is just as important. And some people don't have yards. I mean, for me right now, I'm living in a fourplex. I don't have a yard. So it's not like I can really do much on my yard. But my mom's house, I'm in the process of selling her house because she's now moved into a senior's residence. She has a giant yard. So what I've been doing is kind of cleaning that up to make sure that the energy flows really well in that space so that when I do list it, it's going to sell overnight. How, how do you feng shui a yard, I guess? Yeah, so same thing. We use the same Bagua map and we just lay it over top of the entire property um, space. Now, a lot of times properties are funny shapes. Um, not everything is a square or a rectangle, you know, you get these pie shaped things or you get like things that are cut off, like, especially if you're on like a corner unit or, you know, a cul-de-sac or something like that, the properties are never, not always like perfectly symmetrical. So we had to kind of have to work with that map as well and figure out what areas of your property represent those areas on the map. And again, some of those areas might be missing that we need to address. And then we can do it with plants, we can do it with lights, we can do it with flowers, we can, you're like your walkway coming up to your door, or your driveway, you want it to be nice and smooth and curved. Um, it just allows that flow of energy to come to your house in a less rushing kind of way. Are there specific plants or flowers that are more beneficial? To a point, um, you want to try to avoid anything that's really spiky. Um, you know, Obviously, if you live in Arizona, then you know what you've got. You don't have a choice. You've got, you got cactuses. In yard, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't have that choice. But um, if you can have the choice, you want to choose things that are a little more smooth and rounded. Um, those actually symbolically represent um, money in feng shui. The well, rounded, I, I rounded lots of those, lots of. <laughs> you got the purple. You've got the purple rounded tree in your, your front yard. You're all set. Lilac tree, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. I have hydrangeas surrounding my house as well. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I just wanted to keep it simple. Keep it simple, low maintenance, perfect. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so rounded on your outside, because I've got so much landscaping to do. Okay. I finished building my home last year, like right when fall kind of started. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait for the spring to do all my landscaping. Yeah. And I hated the decision and then mid winter, I hated the decision more because my yard looks even worse. <laughs> so I'm like super excited to get that going. Um, and I'm making this brick pathway up to my door okay. and I already have the bricks and they're just sitting there. But I was thinking about making it kind of sharp in like 90 degrees, but you're saying more rounded openings. Yeah, make it more curve curved. It. Okay. Yeah, make it more curved. Because when you've got sharp corners like that, that's what we uh, refer to as Sha Chi. So that actually, um, when we translate it, it means poison arrows. So you want to make sure that things are curved really? as opposed to pointy. It's like, like, yeah, sharp. Well, that will, that will get it off of your mind real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you writing down all these terms, Natasha? I feel like we should have the, in the show notes, put a, like a key of terms. <laughs> I will do my research, Marcus. <laughs> because I'm interested. I'm interested to see that map. You've said it twice now. I haven't caught the name. It's called a Bagua. A Bagua? Yep. Yeah. I'm interested to see this map because you say you overlay it on the house. Yeah. And it gives you basically quadrants or sections yeah there's um so in the center the center of your house represents your overall health and well-being and the reason for that is because if you're not healthy 
then nothing else is going to be. Your health and well-being is attached to every other part of your life. So then the eight squares that go around that represent the different areas of your life. Um, there's the health and there's the wealth and prosperity area, um, the reputation and fame. Um, that's also about like uh, recognition and being valued. Um, there's your relationships area. Um, there's a creativity area, uh, helpful people, um, career, knowledge and spirituality, and family. Interesting. Yeah. So we take that map and we lay it right over top of your floor plan. Wow. That's yeah. What were the biggest things that you had to change in your own house when you started this? So when I started this, um, my biggest shift, like I said, needed to happen with my health. And when I started to look around, what I realized was that when we had done our renovations, there was some stuff that was left undone. So I realized that in the center of our home, I realized that there were still like holes in the wall and there were still things that hadn't been completed. And I was like, okay, that's, there's an energy drain here that needs to be addressed. And then I went downstairs into the basement and started taking a look around and realized that at the time we hadn't done any work on the basement, but it was um, a 1976 house. Like it was built in 1976 and the basement was original. And so when I went downstairs, I said to my husband at the time, I said, okay, I want that wall moved. He goes, why? And I said, because it's in the way. He's going, it's not in the way. I said, trust me, it's in the way. So we looked at it. It wasn't low bearing or anything. He goes, okay, well, I'll move the damn wall if that's what you want, but okay. And it just completely opened up the space and it elevated the energy all the way through the house. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, my house, like I said, it's very tiny and it's very like sectioned off and it, and I, I was telling my husband the other day, I said, if we just knock down the kitchen wall and totally rearrange the kitchen, <laughs> looking at me, he's like, Natasha, stop. And I was like, I don't know. but if we did, it feels so much bigger. And he was like, just go, go do another project. <laughs> he's like, Natasha, we can do it. I know you can. can I, do know. That. I know. Oh my gosh. He would, he would have an aneurysm. He would die. <laughs> Just next trip he takes, we'll yeah. come in over the weekend and knock it down. Okay. Well, I, I will preface that, that by saying I took it upon myself to skim coat all of our walls in our house like a month ago. And that was a lot of dust, a lot of work. And he, I think, is still like a little PTSD from that project. <laughs> it started as me saying, oh, it can't be that hard, Jason. To he, and he said, oh, just try a little spot in our bedroom. And I went, I, I did a whole wall. And it was like, <laughs> so my poor husband puts up with all of my hair bait, crazy hair bait ideas. <laughs> hmm. And it's super cool that you noticed things. It was a great question, Natasha, about your own house. And I feel like a lot of people have those, those little feelings but they're not enough to like, okay, who can go out and help? Yes. Um, I think that's still, I, I feel like there's still like a stigma there. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't admit something's wrong with your house. Like I admit fully my basement, something's up with it. Because yeah. there's no reason that no one's utilizing it. There's yeah. a TV down there. There's a couch. All my son's toys are down there. And like, he'll go down, grab his toys and come upstairs and play in the living room. He doesn't want to stay down there. Yeah. Something's wrong with it. I don't know what it is, but. I can admit that that's, that's there. And, um, I still feel like there's a little bit of a schema that like, you don't want to admit it or you don't want to reach out for help with it. But like Absolutely. you're saying, like you could see it in your own house once you were aware of what's going on. Oh, completely. And I think, you know, 
the majority of people that I work with, they intuitively know there's something wrong. They just know it. And like you said, you know, to actually express that, they kind of go, there's something wrong with the energy in my house. And people go, uh, you're crazy. Um, but they know, like energetically, they just know. You feel it. You know that there's something up that needs to shift, um, regardless of what other people think. So I always tell people, trust that gut instinct. Trust that intuition. It's there for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What and then is, call Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or that too. <laughs> what would you say the biggest cause is for people reaching out to you? Like what really motivates people to reach out to you? So the people that I work with, so primarily lately um, over the last year or so, I've been working with a lot of um, female entrepreneurs and a lot of them are saying like, I'm because a lot of them are very connected to um, spiritual work as well, right? So mm -hmm. they're understanding that it's not, a stigma to reach out for help when you're feeling like there's this energy block somewhere, mm -hmm. but they're saying that they, for the most part are saying, I'm ready to elevate. I'm ready to shift gears. I'm ready to really like up level my life. And so what I did is I actually created a course um, that I launched back in December. It's a four week program that I run on a regular basis. And it's actually called designed for wealth because a lot of these women were coming to me saying that they wanted help with elevating the energy in their home to help them make more money in their businesses. So that's really what they're coming to me for mostly now. I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that's, that course sounds amazing. Um, you know, cause my husband and I, right now, my husband is struggling mightily with, he has a couple, he has two jobs right now and he's struggling mightily with both of his bosses and just extremely unhappy. Um, in his profession. And so we've been having this conversation, this revolving conversation about how we need to change something in his life. And, you know, maybe, maybe we need to change something here instead. And that, yep. can, you know, push him. like taking out the wall in between your kitchen and your living room. That, that might work. Absolutely. My <laughs> love that. Not at all. But you know what? A lot of, a lot of the women who've come through my program, um, they come into the program thinking that, okay, designed for wealth. My goal is to make sure that, you know, the wealth energy is elevated in my house. So you have a wealth area in your home, but you have what's called secondary areas. So a lot of times, you know, we're working on the wealth area, but we're also working on um, the other areas that are impacting that. So if you feel like you're having um, career issues, we work on activating the career energy as well. And then as I'm talking to people, a lot of things come up and people say, you know, my husband's not really sleeping very well. I'm like, hey, let me look at your bedroom. Um, or, you know, my kid's not really like, he's not happy in his own bedroom. Okay, well, let's figure that out. And I had a client who said, you know, she can't get much work done during the day because her son doesn't want to sleep in his own bed at night. So he climbs into her bed. So she's not getting any sleep and it's affecting her work during the day. And I'm like, okay, so not only do we need to work on your wealth area, we now need to go look at your son's room and we need to figure out why he's not staying in there so that you have the energy to do the work that you need to do the next day. Yeah. hundred percent. I would it's all, all interconnected. Yeah. I would have lost my mind if my kid came into my bed every night. Ooh. Yeah. No, me too. I mean, like, no, <laughs> I, I don't want him to grow up. But like, please don't come to my bed. I don't want him in my bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's funny. No. So there's different areas that, like I said, it's all interconnected. So if you're looking at, you know, elevating your wealth, whether that means making, making more money, um, receiving more money, saving more money, investing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we take a look at that. But then we also look at what's affecting that as well in your home.
interesting. There's, this, there's I'm a- hoping the conversation just keeps building and, and things get more out there where um, you've got builders taking that into consideration. Uh, more flippers bring in people like yourself, Jennifer, to come in in either stage or work on when they're doing a flip, what they can do for the ho- the homeowner, the new homeowner that's going to take it eventually. Because yep. um, as I'm getting more and more entrenched in it, I'm going through um, houses with my clients that like, even from the listing, I'm like, okay, this was a recent flip. Can I tell. can, it, it's, it's just giving me, they flipped or partial of the home that they renovated. Um, and then you walk through it and you're like, man, they just, they stopped short on so many little things that could have made so much of a difference, but they're in it for, okay, here's our budget. This is what we're putting in. And they yeah. go through what they know and then they're out. Yeah. And it's like, just take the little bit of time just to put in that little, little extra amenity that doesn't really cost you much money. And it's a nice feature to have and orientate the rooms, right? Put outlets where they should be putting outlets. I've seen um, a lot of that. Outlets oh, yeah. in yeah, just, places or not enough of them. That, yeah. not enough of them that drives me insane. Yep. Like even in my kid's room, he has a desk and a bed and I'm like, where's and like those are the only two outlets and I'm like where are outlets for like other lamps and stuff right where are we going to put anything yeah yeah there's lots of I know the outlet thing doesn't like directly correlate with with what you're talking about but it does affect like Natasha what you're talking about I can't put his desk here because I can't plug in his computer he's got no outlet yeah exactly it makes a big difference yes yeah Marcus take note of that Oh, I am. We just went through, uh, we bought a property that we're going to tear down and rebuild. So it's a completely new house, new foundation, everything. Um, and we were walking through, we we're going to put a, a bedroom over the garage. Oh, I love that. And that is on the east side of the property. Okay. So the property run, runs east and west. And we're going to have a little, the architect called it kind of a corridor. To me, it seems like a hallway. Okay. in between the house and the garage and oh. it was only about a six foot uh structure that connected it and what I felt and I was trying to talk to him I didn't have the the vocabulary I wish I would have talked to you two days ago but I could go <laughs> to the meeting tomorrow with some ammunition here um but I felt like and now that we talked it's going to pinch energy so the energy from the house is going to get completely shut off and then here's the next bedroom yeah, you're going to have a disconnect for sure. And that's a worry yeah. of mine. So I was asking him if we could make it a little bit bigger. But the area that we're building in, uh, they're known for not having very big yards. Okay. Like we would be left with basically enough for like a fire pit in the backyard. And that's about it. Okay. so it's uh, Which is normal for the area. So we're not overbuilding or going against the grain of what already is. Okay. Um, the lot next to us, they, they orientated their, their garage the way we're going to do it. And they don't have any yard in their backyard. So okay. it's, it is very common for the area. I just get worried that, okay, we're upstairs. We're going through this hallway to get to the master, which is tucked in the farthest part from the front door. Okay. That's a good I thing. Just don't, I just don't want it getting pinched off where it's its own separate in-law suite that no one goes to because it's just so far away. And, it's and there's so much feel- junk in the way. 
Yeah, and it's going to make you, the people sleeping in that room, feel disconnected from everybody else in the family. So we want to make sure that that's going to like connect so that there isn't that yeah. loss of energy coming down that little hallway. Yeah, so that's like a big focus area of, us, of, of ours right now. The room situating, where the kitchen's going, where the dining, all that stuff's pretty much organized. It's this one, how can we connect and not make it feel like it's its own separate unit? Right. That's okay. what we're that's what we're going through right now. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see how the architect comes up with that plan. I mean, you're looking at shortening that that hallway, right? Yeah, we're either going to widen it or bring the garage back and shorten it so it's more of a a square rather than a rectangle. That that that's okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'd like to look at that floor plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once you curious. get that finalized, once you get that finalized, I'll definitely have you take a look at it. I'd love um, to. We're, we're excited about it. And we're adding some of the little things about, um, because we do, we do want to do new builds. It's something that we've always wanted to do. We've always wanted to flip. Um, so now that we've got the opportunity to do a, a full building from scratch, it's like, okay, where are we putting the sink? The sink, it should go by, at least in my mind, a sight line, like somewhere where when you're standing doing the dishes or cooking, you actually have somewhere to look at rather than like the neighbor's house. Yes, absolutely. And if you're in the dining room or when you're in the family room, what do you want to look out and see? And that's part of like how we're orientated the house where I don't know, I'm sure some do. I'm not saying all flippers don't do this, but some of them may not take that into consideration where they orientate things in the house. No, I don't think they do. I've seen some properties that are like flip jobs and they're, like you said, they're, it's not saying that the work is not good because the quality of the work is good, but it's like, they just kind of said, okay, you know what? We just want to get this done as fast as possible so that we can stay within budget and flip it and be done and make some money. It's not, not a whole lot of thought goes into it. And flippers obviously don't normally work with designers. So, you know, it's, um, it's sometimes you walk into it and it just feels a little disjointed or it doesn't quite feel finished. Um, so yeah. I know what you mean. So I know when you were talking about, I wish this um, conversation would keep going with like builders and developers and that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that that's going to happen, that people are going to start to understand the feeling when you walk into a house, the energy that you yeah. feel when you walk into a space makes all the differences to whether or not somebody's going to buy it. Yep. I like yep. that. That's a really great selling point for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It makes a huge and difference. Luckily, luckily I have a lot of like powerful women around me that can, like beat that into my head that that's important. Good, because I, I, I don't know, I don't know if I would have had the thought or that would have been brought up within the company if they weren't around. I love so, that you have that team of women around. Guys, we gotta catch up. We gotta catch up. Do you? Um, the guys do. Do you ever yeah. show people examples of like here's here's room A and it's stayed and it's I don't know staged this way, but here's room B and if we move these things around this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, I do that quite a bit. Um, you know, I'll have a, a couple of like, um, for example, I, in my Design for Wealth program, I have um, a picture that I designed, that I did that actually shows the layout of a bedroom um, where the bed is not in the command position and what happens when it's not. And then when it is in command position and the shift in the energy in that space. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I'd be super interested to look at those and learn more about it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I do that quite a bit. I like doing the uh, kind of before and after ideas, you know, because I mean, and it's not, like I said, it's not interior design. It's not interior decorating. Feng Shui complements that. Um, but it's not, it's not like I'm taking over the designer's job. We're just looking at how to place things so that the energy flow is going to work better. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm just going to go home and rearrange everything in my house. See if it works. <laughs> I'm going to send you the command position pictures first. <laughs> I do need that. Yeah. And um, we talk about did... it with the master bedroom and your kids' beds and everything. Perfect. Yeah, I had, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I just talked to my son two days ago about moving his bed. And I'm going to try and divide it up into like where he can play and have his toys and stuff. And then his bed area. And try to like cut the room in half. So he has a, a little divided area. Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. make a difference. Yeah. And um, I got yelled at like five years ago when I was still at my apartment because my bed was not in the right spot. Oh. And I had my desk <laughs> in my bedroom. And this lady that I didn't really know her, but she was very big into energy. And um, okay. I don't know what I mentioned, but it was just in a conversation where. I must have said like oh I'm not sleeping well and she's like oh where's like can you draw your bedroom and I drew out the floor plan of it and where my stuff was and she was like first your desk needs to get out of your bedroom absolutely like, that's one thing and I was like well I'm in a two-bedroom apartment I have nowhere else to put it and she's like it doesn't matter it just needs to leave if you want to sleep better it needs to leave yeah like, okay and then she's like your bed is positioned incorrectly and I don't know if she used the terms you're using um <clears throat> But yeah, it was like a mandatory. I need to move my bed. I need to move the desk out. I had no say in it. I well, did I'm glad she better. gave you that advice. Did you sleep better after yeah. that? I did. See, I there did. you go. <laughs> and now it's sitting in the back of my head as I put the bed in the new house. It's like, okay, remember what she said. And that's where I got the, you need to be able to see the door. You don't want to be directly facing it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of off to the side and um it's against where I actually originally wanted to put the bed I wanted to put the bed on the east wall so that when I wake up and I'm looking out I can see I've got a river in my backyard so nice. I can see out the window but now my head is actually against the window your head is so, against the window yeah yeah that's not a good thing uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> what well, I have no other I mean, way to not put a horrible either, thing you can fix it but <laughs> yeah i i'd either have to be facing the door directly or not facing the door at all and it'd be next to me okay those are the only walls i have okay. i'm stuck okay well if you've got your head against the window that's not a horrible thing i mean there are things we can do to address that but you know we prefer not to have your head against the window that's what i figured <laughs> work in progress work in progress with me yeah, every day that's right <laughs> Work in progress with so many people. Let me tell you, I've seen houses all, like I said, from all over the world. So, you know, you see all sorts of different layouts and floor plans and people yeah. putting their beds in weird places. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't go yeah. there. <laughs> and you get to deal with such different architecture from across the world and absolutely all that stuff. So that's super cool. Uh, and it's cool that you opened up an avenue for people that aren't just selling or buying a home. Like yeah. you can go into a home that they're living in and help them there. And then you also have second of staging can you obviously it complements each other can you walk into like your process on the home staging is it all new stuff do you work with the stuff they have how does that kind of all go within your program 
So I do the, the majority of my staging uh, is I try to use the majority of their existing stuff. Um, it depends on the project though. Cause I mean, sometimes, you know, like I've had projects where I'm working on um, and say an estate property, um, you try to use what you can out of it. But if the stuff is dated from like 1971, like it's not gonna work. So then we'll bring in pieces that we rent, right? Um, we'll re do rental furniture and stuff just to kind of like liven up the place so it doesn't feel quite so 1971 anymore. Um, yeah. You know, and then, you know, we just kind of do a refresh for the most part. I try to keep the budgets as low as possible because I know when it comes to margins, you wanna make sure that when you're selling your house, you're getting as much for it as you possibly can, but you wanna stay within a certain margin. So I try to make sure that, you know, I'm very clear on what their budgets are. Sometimes people are like, yeah, whatever, spend what you need to do to fix it. And other people are like, no, nah, I don't wanna spend any more than like, 500 bucks and I'm like okay well we're gonna get creative then you know so yeah. yeah it just really depends the biggest thing I see with staging though is that people do not have any clue just how much clutter they have in their house yes it's unreal unreal people don't see the clutter they don't see it I have a box in our laundry room and it's full of things that we take to St. Vincent de Paul and Goodwill and I tell my husband I said this is gonna stay here and every day something goes in there. Yeah. Just, it's ridiculous, but I'm, a, I'm very much a, uh, I don't like extra stuff. I, I am no, not. either. I don't like clutter either. I hate it. My husband, <laughs> my husband's a little bit of a hoarder. Like when he moved in with me, he has, he's a, he works in the wine industry. So he has a lot of wine glasses. And he's like, I don't know. I have like 50 wine glasses. No, he had like 200 wine glasses. Oh goodness. And I was like, <laughs> no we're no no these aren't gonna go in the garage I don't know where they're gonna go but they're not staying in this house we don't need 200 wine glasses in the house no <laughs> and that's the thing when I go into stage people's properties um a lot of times people think that their house is decluttered but they don't see the clutter they don't understand that the purpose behind staging your home is to make it so that when somebody comes into their home, they feel like they could see themselves in that house. They right. don't want to see your own personal stuff. Right. So people mm -hmm. aren't understanding that the clutter that's in their house is personal to them mm -hmm. and nobody else wants to see your stuff. No, they don't. Uh -huh. um, so I think for our final question, I ask this almost every time. Um, what I feel like she's gonna have a good one. She's gonna have I a good know. answer on this. One. I'm feeling it. <laughs> this is our only like scripted question. What has been your favorite DIY project that you've done? My favorite DIY project was probably the kitchen in my own house. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. What's that? What did you do? So we completely gutted it. This was in the old house when I was still married, and um. Our house, like I said, had been built in 1976. So the kitchen cabinets were built in this weird L-shaped with like a built-in, I don't know, like eat-in area. Okay. And it drove me crazy. So we literally like tore out the entire kitchen and started over. And what I did is I did in that eat-in area, I did floor-to-ceiling pantry cupboards oh. and put a door that went out to the backyard. Um, we already had a dining room. So I said, I don't need meat in kitchen. So no. I completely expanded it. And then one of my hobbies is uh, cake decorating. So I made sure that I put in um, commercial sized fridge and freezer in the kitchen as well. Oh, that's awesome. My yeah. Whoa. That. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. See what you can do when you redo your kitchen, Natasha. Oh my God. 
husband will divorce me, Marcus. I love it. <laughs> but you'll have a beautiful kitchen. <laughs> we won't push him now, but we should do it. You should do it and enjoy it before you move out. It becomes a rental. Stop it. I'm enjoying my kitchen just fine. And I just... <laughs> We just did a small renovation on our kitchen. We like put all new Ikea cabinets in it. So that's, that's good enough for now. So you gave it a refresh. We did give it a good refresh, but yeah. And your kitchen does, does not look old or outdated by any means. So you do have a good kitchen. I'm ragging on your kitchen, but it is nice. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I only have so much space. <laughs> well, but it's only temporary before you go to Portland. I know. So that's know. the good side. Yes, yes. Perfect size for a rental. Perfect uh, size for as rental. As we've been talking about, we might keep it an Airbnb it or rent it out or do something, but who knows? It's yep. years away. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Well, uh, thank you well, so much for coming. Yeah, thank you today. so much. Well, thank you so much great. for having me here. This has been awesome. So informational, so informative. Like there, I, I know what I'm going to do this afternoon and it's going to be researching feng shui. So... <laughs> You can check out all my social media stuff on my website and everything too. And on it. I yeah, I was just going to ask you, how do people get a hold of you if they want more information? What's the best way? So the name of my company is called Mindful Living Interiors. Um, so a lot of times if you take a look, just Google Mindful Living Interiors, it'll come up with my website and you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. That's awesome. And for yeah. people that you're feeling it in your house, there's something that has to change and you're just curious. Give Jennifer a call. You said you work with people's budgets, yep. if I heard that correctly. Yep. So like a, a consultation or just some tips of things to work on is in your budget with Jennifer. So give her a call. Uh, is there a best number or is the number on your website? Yeah, number's on my website. You can also email okay. me or just send me a messenger, um, a Facebook messenger message as well. That works too. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, sounds good. You'll I, I know you'll get at least one floor plan from me. To figure awesome. out my basement we got to figure it out that's our okay. plan perfect we can do that yeah like i said if you want a couple hour consultation with me i can certainly do that for you Aww. that'd be great thank you so much well, yeah i appreciate it it was it's always informative and um i'm looking forward to hearing more on your your educational journey when you start opening up to other subsects of feng shui yeah i think that'll be awesome yeah Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for having me here today. This has been awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. And have a good weekend. Stay warm. Thank you. You too. The snow's Spring's not melting yet, but soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah. All right. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Marcus. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye.